This is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 106 is brought to us by Bybit. Once again, crypto traders killed it. And with all this noise going on in the crypto world, it's really nice to have a place you can go that is not being bothered by the United States. You can buy your spot crypto here. You can do your trading here. You can trade on MT4. There are promotions going on all the time. Check your portals. But all with a very large company that continues to grow. Even bigger promotions coming up this summer, especially August with the World Series of Trading. Stay tuned for that. I will have more information here and on the blog. And if you just want to get on board now because you haven't gotten on board yet, go down below, click the link, takes you to the blog, and that gives you all the information you're going to need. And in that blog, you'll find my affiliate link. Gives you a nice sign-up bonus, gives you access to in-house promotions that you will not find anywhere else. Click the link, get signed up today because membership has its rewards. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast and a lot of stuff going on in the world today. Um, But we contrarians need to stay focused. And one of the main things we need to stay focused on is what's been going on the last couple weeks with the Bitcoin spot ETF filing in the United States. Now, there have been plenty of attempts at filing a spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States, and all of them have failed. Because nobody really seems to know what the SEC wants here, and the SEC does not want to see a spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States, unless it's from their buddies. Then everything changes. Two weeks ago, the world's largest asset manager, and the reason for the funding behind everything you hate, BlackRock, filed for their own spot Bitcoin ETF, and threw the entire crypto world into a whirlwind. Keep in mind, people get turned down for ETF filings all the time, unless you're BlackRock. They have only gotten turned down once. It was a poorly written filing. I think they came back and filed again and got it. Like, they don't lose. Suspicious, right? Well, the people who really value Bitcoin for what it is and don't run companies or media channels or services that rely on the price of Bitcoin going up really don't like what they're seeing. Most true champions of Bitcoin and the cryptography behind it are typically very sovereign individuals who value privacy and value not having the government interfere in their everyday lives. Um, So what's the problem? BlackRock is a private company. Well, anybody who knows, knows. And you'll never see this on mainstream media, but it's been proven right time and time again. Uh, Because thanks to the internet and social media, we can follow the money now. And even though they still try to hide it, we can still find it. The global elites have been able to pretty much get their way unimpeded um, for a long time now. Because they have the money, and they have been able to compromise companies, in particular in the United States, into doing and saying whatever they want them to do or say. And what are some of the main levers they use to get their way? Well, it's through large banks and large asset managers like BlackRock and Vanguard. They accumulate enough stake and influence and board seats on these companies to where once they come calling, if these companies do not do what they ask, it's going to be a very rough time for those companies. And they have a very tough decision to make. And they often end up capitulating. You know, why did every social media company out there for the longest time have a very certain political spin? You know, is that just how they all felt? Did they all feel one way and then wake up one morning and decide to feel a different way? 
or were they compromised over time? I mean, regardless of where you are on the political spectrum, which of those two scenarios makes the most sense to you? Like everybody, all the mainstream media too, all the late night talk shows all go to one side at the same time, knowing they would alienate a lot of their audience and lose money. You know, the same thing's going on with certain companies right now. And a lot of people are getting mad at those companies. I understand, guys, the companies didn't want this. They know it's suicide. They didn't just wake up one day either and start thinking this was a good idea. They were coerced into it. And the backlash they're getting now is worse than the punishment they would have gotten if they did not comply. Now, why am I going on this weird conspiracy rant? Well, it's because BlackRock has been at the center of a lot of this. They're the funding mechanism for a lot of this pull. And now... They are trying to take the one thing that we have that they don't have. You know, our one real defense against this cartel will soon be slowly taken away from us. On top of that, BlackRock is at the absolute epicenter of the ESG movement, the very movement that certain organizations are using, and they have said this out loud, to one day control everybody. Now, you can't control everybody unless you can also control their money. And Bitcoin was the one recourse from that. And it's no surprise that they're trying to gain control over that as well. Now, there's the old saying that was, I think, misattributed to Gandhi, but we'll just say it's Gandhi's quote for now. The whole, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. When it comes to crypto, and especially Bitcoin, um, first they did ignore us, then they laughed at us. Now they're fighting us. Uh, That last part, though... I wonder if the same people who like to regurgitate that quote over and over again still think we, the people, are going to win now. Too early to tell, of course. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, But even though a lot of us really kind of knew this was inevitable, at least this move was inevitable, we were secretly just hoping it would never come. But it's here now. So... Two things on that note before we transition here. Um, People have asked me in the past if I ever get canceled, where to find me. Um, First of all, I don't think I'm getting canceled. There's a lot of people who who hit this way harder than I do. Uh, But the answer to that would be Twitter. Uh, Link down below in the show notes. I really don't have the desire to go to an alternative uh, social media platform uh, when Twitter's right there pretty much trying to do everything that YouTube is doing. Uh, That's probably in an emergency where I would migrate to. Uh, But, like I said, I don't think there's a need for that because I always try to see both sides, and I do see both sides here. On top of that, as you guys know, I have one foot firmly on the libertarian nomad freedom side, and I have another foot over in the TradFi side. And I probably have one hand in the ETF side as well. So I think I'm a good person to talk about this. Uh, And let's see if we can come to a workable solution here. Uh, But before we do that, we need to talk about the other side of the coin here and then talk about what's actually going on. Because a lot of these libertarian, freedom-minded people are so busy flipping out uh, that they ignore, like, the very major, obvious details. And these very major, obvious details really matter. So on the TradFi side, let's talk about what's happening. Uh, Well, first of all, BlackRock is not going to be alone in this race. As soon as the other issuers saw what BlackRock did and saw the structure that is, quote, apparently going to work because that is the exact structure that the SEC is looking for. 
Well, then here comes everybody. Here comes Fidelity. Here comes Invesco. Here comes Wisdom Tree. Here comes Valkyrie. They're all filing now. And I mean, I, I kind of have a feeling that BlackRock's going to be the only one that gets through, but it's going to be a really hard sell because now they know exactly what they're looking for. So this has gone from a one-horse race to a five-horse race, and I'm sure there will be other horses coming into the race over time. Speaking of time, the SEC has to define what a security and what a commodity is in the, in the parlance of crypto before they do anything. And this is probably going to take a long time, especially because of what we talked about before with all the counteroffensives and all the lawsuits coming into the SEC right now. And who knows what can happen in that span of time. Now, I have some ideas to what I think is probably going to happen, but we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, and there's, there's one detail we shouldn't leave out here. BlackRock cannot custody the actual Bitcoin. Somebody else will have to do it, and that somebody else is going to be Coinbase, um, a company that was getting attacked by the SEC and still is. So this is probably a very good sign for Coinbase should this go through. Uh, might be an interesting little stock play going forward, too. Uh, not financial advice. I already have enough exposure in the crypto market. I don't need to do that myself, but as a side note. Also, uh, when it comes to ESG, which again, that's BlackRock's thing, um, would they be filing for a spot Bitcoin ETF if they really truly thought that Bitcoin was a threat to the environment? Or can we put that whole hoax to bed now? You know, some people are worried that once BlackRock gets their hands on this, that they're going to mandate that all the miners do this and follow these rules. I don't think they're going to have enough power or enough Bitcoin to do that. I think this filing itself is pretty much an admission that, okay, we tried the whole Bitcoin is killing the environment thing. You know, we were hoping more people would have fallen for it, and they didn't, so let's just go ahead and push that aside. But things like this aren't the reason why Bitcoin and the rest of the crypto market pumped as hard as it did this past week. What was that reasoning? Well, the obvious reason. Contrarians, this is not the clear path, per se, but it is step one and route to the clear path of getting institutional money from the United States into Bitcoin, which is what we have been wanting the whole time. Now, will this entry into Bitcoin just be through BlackRock or will it be through other companies too? We don't know, but we now know the on-ramp is here. And I've been saying for the longest time, we don't see that next real leg up until something like this happens or the entire fiat system collapses. And you guys know my thoughts on that. And if you don't know my thoughts on that, the fiat system is not collapsing anytime soon. Despite what you're hearing on the news, that will probably be another episode in the very near future. But for the longest time, though, institutions only had one option in the United States, for, um, unless it was futures, which is totally different. Everybody thinks, oh, BlackRock is going to manipulate the market now. You can't do that with a spot ETF. Uh, you do that through the futures market, and we've already had that for years now. But the only option any type of investor really had from the TradFi side getting into Bitcoin was GBTC, and GBTC is a bad product. Now, the founders of which are getting sued, and it looks like they have a lot of blood on their hands. And if I, honestly, if all goes well, we might be able to finally get rid of GBTC once and for all. 
either through it dissolving altogether or it getting absorbed into something else. Now, Smart Money did jump into GBTC and take advantage of that discount that you get by going through there. Now, even with this discount, most people don't even want to touch it, but uh, people were pretty sharp this week. Um, They understood the writing on the wall, and especially actual cryptocurrencies, which is a word that you don't even hear a lot much anymore, but things like Bitcoin and Litecoin and Bitcoin Cash all caught really, really strong bids. I wrote in Thursday's blog, which you should all be reading, that Bitcoin at the time of post uh, was up 20% in the last seven days, but Bitcoin Cash was up 30%. Um, Flash forward to now, Bitcoin freaking cash is up 75% in the last seven days. I told you guys not to ignore this stuff. I told you guys not to ignore the alternatives to Bitcoin. Alternatives that do the same thing Bitcoin does, yet have escaped the overall dragnet of these institutions. And to my absolute non-surprise, smart money figured that out this week. Now, that smart money, because they're smart, is probably also going to dump on you. So let's go ahead and talk about the solutions side of things. So given that this is probably going to bring a lot of institutional money into the game, but also given that it's probably going to take at least the remainder of this year, if not longer, to play out. Um, Not financial advice. I not a forecaster. I am, I am a forecaster, but I'm a really bad one when it comes to actual time. But I think it's going to be a while, okay? You know, a lot of things have to happen. The SEC is a mess right now. And when it comes to the crypto market, the judicial system has a lot on their plate. These things do not happen overnight. So I want you to tell me, do you think BlackRock would like to have for their clients and for themselves cheap Bitcoin or expensive Bitcoin by the time everything finally goes through. Also, let's say this whole thing takes 8 to 12 months to play out. Just because BlackRock decided to file for a spot Bitcoin ETF, does this mean the recession's no longer coming? I would love to see somebody try to make that argument. Or maybe, just maybe, was this recent move up a perfect opportunity for the smart money to dump on everybody once again, allow the recession to play out the way it is, and then by the time BlackRock finally gets approved, they get to swoop in like the hero and gobble up all the BTC that all the dumb money had to liquidate because they over-leveraged or simply have to cash it in to pay for things like food and shelter. Sounds like the perfect setup because this is what happens all the time, over and over in our financial history. It's simply the rich taking from the poor. And in our lifetime, this will never stop. So how am I playing this? Well, I'm making sure I have my bags of Bitcoin and my bags of Litecoin ready to go. You know, I don't have any Bitcoin cash, um, but I certainly would not disparage somebody who did. People can laugh all they want. I don't think those people are seeing it. But even though events like this, as long-term bullish as they can be, can really test somebody's patience, I am remaining very patient. And I am continuing to stack fiat, just like I have been for the past 15 months. I buy very small bags of things here and there, just in case I'm wrong. But my main strategy during this time has not changed. I will let you know when it does. 
Now, not taking advantage of a mass euphoria when step one of getting institutional money into Bitcoin and the crypto market overall in the United States is happening, you know, sitting on the sidelines doing nothing on purpose is going to seem a bit crazy. I get that. Uh, but not financial advice. I do think patience is the move here. And even though I was early before, I think I'm going to have a chance to be early again.